1: What
0: is up? What's up? What is up? What is What is up in the world today? Hi, it's jabbing out. I'm Glenn Clark. He's Aaron Oster, Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and he is, of course, the main event. And uh, I, oh yeah, dance break.
1: Boom,
0: boom God, how jealous are you of everyone in Greenwich, Connecticut right now?:
2: Stanford. I'm oh, sorry, thank
0: you. Stanford. Mm.
2: Greenwich is the home of the Main Street posse, of course.
0: You know what, this actually gives me an idea. Maybe we just keep talking while he does that. Maybe
2: just, <laughs> I, I thought you. I was waiting yeah, for your maybe, response.
0: Maybe we just do that. Uh, you're right, it is Stanford, of course, not Greenwich. All right, uh, uh, very good. He's AJ Francis, and this is jobbing out. we got a lot to do this week. Um, later on in the show, the bad boy, Joey Janella, joins us. Looking forward to that. He was hanging out with AJ down at uh, Sausage Castle this weekend. We're going to talk all about that in segment number three of this week's show. We're going to talk
1: all about uh, what you guys
0: have going on down there because it looked amazing what you were doing this weekend. And I know you got some big things coming up. I don't know if you can announce any of that, uh, but uh, we got some uh, cool things that are going on in SCW. So we'll talk about that later on in the show. Also later in the show, uh, Jimmy Corderas. Former uh, WWE ref uh, who now works up in uh, Canada as a TV analyst. Why aren't there more of these jobs available in America, Aaron? Why aren't there more like TV networks in America that are just hiring? Uh... Cause TV networks suck. Well, that probably is true. That's a yes. good. That's that's actually a very very fair point. But he works uh, for Sportsnet up in uh, Canada as a WWE analyst. So we're gonna just talk to him about uh, everything going on in the world. The reason I wanted to bring him on is because I, I saw him having a conversation. Uh, a couple weeks ago about uh, the McMahons and Vince McMahon specifically and his role in um, some of the things that had happened and it was a conversation that AJ and I and Sean Creedle were having the week that Aaron was gone not celebrating Hanukkah Um, and so I wanted to bring him on the timing didn't work out then now obviously much has changed in the WWE world but we can talk about all those things with Jimmy Cordero's former ref uh, whose uh, profile picture is with R-Truth so clearly he's one of us so uh one of us us. so we'll do that later on the show as well uh much much that we need to cover is the fallout from uh, a crazy few days in the wwe uh the first thing we need to do is figure out uh, who lost our bet and must draw a clown on their bare ass aaron
2: yes i have the scores right here uh, I had a great deal. See, I got eleven of twelve right.
0: Now listen to you, asshole.
2: Uh, hey, I gotta, gotta gotta hype it up, Glenn. You finished uh, eight out of twelve. That's not quite as good. Now, AJ, you had eight out of twelve as well. Oh,
0: no, oh no, oh no.
2: And Chuck, that's <laughs> six. You guys. Oh, uh, yeah! <laughs> thank God.
1: Thank God. Woo. Yeah, he I, made I'm some. Not gonna lie. With uh, with Natty one, I was like, damn. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Won.
0: Wow. Yeah. Wow. Alright. Uh very good. So uh AJ, are you going to inform a uh, trailer park chuck?
1: Yes, I will let him know. He probably won't text him, right?
0: Very, yeah, at this, th- very this probably won't really be all that much he'll probably be like, alright. <laughs> <Like, Yeah>, whatever. <laughs> he probably won't even be all that bothered by it. Alright, well that is uh that is very good news. <laughs> so yes, uh TLC's in the rear view mirror, and more importantly, so is like Everything is in the rearview mirror, and we're apparently headed in a totally, totally different direction. I guess that's our headline from the week, is that we come out of TLC, and on Monday night we have this scene in the ring to kick off the show with all four McMahons standing there, suddenly all faces that are just there to please the crowd, and introducing (laughs) us to... A new era, but it's an undefined new era, and one that doesn't involve general managers, but just the McMahons running all of the WWE shows. What do you make of this?
1: I mean, nothing, my favorite thing is that everybody, there's nothing that's going to change. Like, it's the same people making the decisions. Right. <laughs> they decided
0: to do all of this. Right. And yes.
1: people are going to be like, yeah, it's a new direction, because people are fucking idiots.
0: So you think this is nothing more than they gen that that it has... Pist-
1: Do I think that they're going to give different people title shots? Sure. But the right. general direction of right. the company is still in the hands of the same
0: people. No, I, okay, that part, of course, I agree with. I guess what yeah. I would... it's twofold to this. The first being, is this just a, hey, the ratings have been bad, and historically ratings are better when the McMahons are around?
2: Yes. Okay. Yes, the yes. Second, that's exactly... Th- this is the break glass in case of emergency moment.
0: Second part of that becomes, at what point do one or more of them begin becoming heels because Lord knows you can't possibly have four face authority figures all on TV at the same time. That just doesn't work.
2: You know, I I think that's the interesting thing is I think there is a way to do it is if they just... Like, you don't do authority figures. You just kind of have them in the background. They show up to make matches when they need to, but they're not really active. Now, to answer your question, probably in February when they start gearing Triple H up for a match and they want him to be a heel again, so him and Stephanie turn into heels. I mean, are we sure that Triple H H is going to
1: be healthy enough? Hold on. Hold on for a sec. What? What? I just had to crack a beer.
0: Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) You had to slow down the show to crack a beer? That was important. Yeah, right. Okay. What are you drinking today, all. What are you drinking?
2: Uh, In that with Stone Cold? Well, you would, literally? you would,
0: you would then proceed to For pour beers. it all. You would pour it all over your face. Yeah,
2: you can't actually drink it if that's the
0: no, case. I have class. I drink my beer. Oh, okay. <laughs> what do you? What are you drinking, Bud?
2: Uh, literally a Bud Light.
0: Oh, How about oh. that? Uh, there we go. I believe we call that Steve Weiser Light. Um, yeah. I had the tastiest beer. I don't really drink much anymore, but oh, I, I had. Saw you, I saw you tweeting about. Oh this. Oh my god! I had a southern tier cinnamon roll ale on saturday night and it is about the fucking tastiest thing i've ever had in my entire life better than anything out of beta uh i mean it's of that ilk it is of that ilk it is that delicious go get one immediately i'm really angry because after i uh, said something about it one of the folks from southern tier reached out to me and offered to send me a growler and i have not received it yet and so I have to get back in touch with them. But Jesus, where's Christ. where's my
2: damn growler?
0: Right, it's uh, they're they're based out of Charlotte, so I'd really like them to uh, get me one immediately. Anyway, um, yeah, go ahead, Aaron. I'm sorry.
2: No, I mean I, that, that was pretty much what I was saying was that I think you could go away with you know go them not really being faced, but like I said, I think around Mania season they'll start gearing up Triple H for something, and they'll so Stephanie will turn heel in the process as well.
0: Uh that smells right. Are we certain that Triple H is gonna be able to wrestle by WrestleMania? No,
2: but my hunch is yes. Okay. Right. He'll he'll do he'll do what he needs to have done to get ready for me. Right. And in fairness he'll go, to, he'll go to Europe. Exactly. Yeah, go
0: get that go get that blood spinning, man. Go get that taken care of. Um look, I, I agree with everything. Like there's here's the bummer to me. I really hated the scene at the start of SmackDown, right? Like because Page isn't the problem. <laughs>
2: like, yeah, but By the way, in kayfabe, Baron Corbin is so bad that Paige got fired. Right. That's the kayfabe right, story right. right now.
0: Yeah, that kind of is the kayfabe story. I'm like, Paige is great, and everybody fucking loves SmackDown. Like, it's a little – that part I was like, man, that's kind of a bummer. Again, I don't really care because you're, you're right that Paige wasn't actually making any decisions, so it's no big deal. And I presume they will find another role for her fairly quickly – on WWE television, particularly since you know they're making a movie about her life, like I don't, yeah. I don't think they're gonna run Paige away from the company in the weeks before they're releasing a movie about her life. Like I think they'll figure something out for Paige moving forward. Sadly, not as a wrestler, um, but some other on-screen role, and so it's not that big of a deal. It was just a really weird scene on Tuesday. Where I was like, wait a second, pages Paige has to go to? pages. is awesome! <laughs> like, why can't The best pa- part of
1: that segment was when they everyone just started booing when they R- said... R- R- Raw? Raw? Yeah,
0: that, is, that actually was a good touch. I did like that touch. That was very, very good. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, It's it's it, it essentially seems to be as though they're saying, look, we're not going to run from what clearly you guys are saying about Raw and the problems that are happening on Raw. Um, I, and I get that, but ultimately, like... I, I don't think that the problems on Raw are as significant as people make them out to be. I think this is what happens when you don't have your goddamn champion on TV and you lose four of your top stars in the stretch of a few months. Like, that—that yeah. that when you think about how insane it was that you would expect for there not to be some sort of drop-off or some sort of... It, it's, it just can't be exactly the same when you lose... The championship belt, Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and Braun Strowman all at the exact same fucking time. What did you think was going to happen? Like nobody. You know, was I going- mean, you're
2: saying what I said weeks ago. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, that it, it's very clear. I, I do think that you know. It's nice that they're acknowledging it, but yeah, no, I don't expect, A, there's a very clear reason to it. B, by the way, we've been talking about this like every year through November and December that there is this weird period where Raw tends to get stale as they're, you know, don't really have anything for Survivor Series, they're not quite ready to build up for the Rumble, there's always that lull. Well, around this time for yeah
0: all. sure and you're going up against monday night football every week right. so that you know there's questions about where you play certain things and how you address it look it's it's a tough thing and then it's compounded by this insane loss and that to me is right. part of why it was so dumb to put the title back on Brock lesnar in this process right like y- it's the wrong time for this it's wrong to lose you already lost your champion why lose your belt too Right? Like, why take both things away from television at the same time? That, to me, was a mistake. Um, As it turns out, since Braun Strowman got hurt, it was going to be awkward anyway. But Braun Strowman was the obvious answer to sort of carry you through that people wanted to tune in week in and week out for. So there's a lot of that. The McMahons being around is fine because it's great to have the McMahons around. I, I thought the segment between Vince and Becky and Charlotte was really awkward and the wrong way to go about, like, using Vince McMahon as yes. making him a face. Um, that, that, to me, was just dumb, frankly. Like, I, I get that Vince is sort of always going to be a face because people are just excited to have Vince around. That Even when he's the biggest heel in the company, he gets a pop when his music hits. Because yep. it's Vince McMahon. He's the reason why all of this exists, right? Like, that's, you're going to have some of that. But to come out and have your face authority figure admonish the two most over stars that you have at the moment, what are you doing? <laughs> like, what is that? I was befuddled by why anybody thought that was the right way to use Vince McMahon in that situation.
2: Like... Yeah, I mean, I agree 100%. I thought that Raw was fine. You know, it was, it was a little silly that they did the same thing with Baron Corbin over again. But that was just – I'm pretty sure it was just because they wanted to make sure everybody saw his comeuppance and not just people who had the network. Yeah, sure. But, yeah, I, I thought his use on SmackDown, besides the Miz segment, was bizarre. The,
0: the Miz segment was wonderful. That was wonderful. <laughs>
2: that was really, really wonderful.
0: Yeah, I just – I didn't get that at all. And in a way, like – you, you want to have a moment for Naomi, but the truth is that, like, the crowd's like, hey, no offense, Naomi, but we want more of this! <laughs> like, this. Have you—you're n- telling us that you're listening. You clearly aren't listening! We want this! These two people that have been the best thing in pro wrestling for how long now? Five months? Something like that, four, right? Four
2: or five months, yeah. Yeah.
0: We want all of that for as long as and as much and as frequently as possible. We don't want less of it, and we don't want you to tell them to shut up. We like what they're saying. More of this now. Don't get rid of them. Don't And, like, in the way, it sort of creates Naomi where you're like, oh, yeah, we like her too, but not
2: as much as we like that.
0: Really weird. Really weird. Um, anything else from the McMahon aspect of this that we need to cover?
2: I, I just, the, you know, this isn't a big thing, but it is going to be awkward when, you know, you come out, you say, new stuff is going to be happening. But we know that the next two weeks, like, nothing's really going to happen because it's Christmas Eve and it's New Year's Eve, and they're not going to do anything important on the shows over the next two weeks. Well,
0: you say that, but we already know one spoiler that's pretty significant. Well, on Raw? No, on SmackDown.
2: Okay, but that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about for Raw, which was I don't know it. Oh,
0: you didn't get the—this is—I need to do a better job of deleting my push notifications from WWE because— I would have completely avoided this had it not been for the WWE sending me a push notification. And again, as we talked about before, I understand what they're doing. They realize that everybody else is going to be tweeting about it. And they don't want to be the – the, the people whose property it is don't want to be the only people that aren't covering it. So I, I understand it's just awkward and tough. But there's a significant thing that occurs on SmackDown next week.
2: Yeah, But but my point was that you know they're saying uh, – Raw was the thing that quote-unquote needed fixing or whatever. That's what the thing was about. And it's just, it's not going to happen until the new year. So just the timing's a little awkward on that, but, you know, whatever. What are you going to do? Um, the call ups.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, look, EC3, why Dumb. not? I mean, that's, that's, that's a no brainer. Yeah. Heavy Machinery probably took a few people by surprise, but at the same time, they're really popular, and there was yeah. nothing for them to do at NXT.
2: They're, they are the perfect house show, you know, whatever team. Get the crowd going. So, yeah.
0: Right. Uh, Nikki Cross, of course, right? Like, of course. Like, why, why, you know?
2: She should already be up. She already debuted.
0: Well, Sanity should also be on TV, too, for what it's worth.
2: Like, that... Well, they they did show up this week, yes, finally. Yes, correct.
0: But they should be on a little bit more often.
2: Yes. I right? mean, it's ridiculous. How it, they came up, what, June? Yeah. was their first actual appearance?
0: Yeah. They should maybe be a part of the programming at some point. Um, Lacey Evans? Love it. Yeah, love her. She was
1: my favorite heel in NXT. I don't know. I feel like there was more for her to do. I feel like yeah, but you could say that about literally everybody that's being called up. None of them have ever been champions. Not e- a single one of them. I, I, I think the different with her. I think the the interesting like, thing is okay. Uh, e- even I'm gonna just ruin whatever point you're about to make. Okay. Do do out of all the people that are coming up, including Lars, who I still don't understand why people love him so much. He's just a big dude that yells.
2: Well, most people don't, but yeah. but
1: yeah. Uh, of all the people coming up, are any of them more ready than, let's say, the Velveteen Dream? Well, yeah, I'd say EC3 is more ready. Well, I mean, no. what, okay,
0: hang on. What do you mean by ready? What are you using to define ready?
1: Like six months from now could be the biggest thing on the main
0: roster. I, I would, I would compare EC3 is a star man. EC3, he's not.
1: He's good.
2: And he's, he's a he's very, star. He's very
0: good.
1: He's, he's unbelievable.
0: Stopped.
2: He's not the Velveteen Dream. He's great, he's seasoned, he's used to traveling on the road, uh-huh. he's, he's, he's done it all. The he's not the Velveteen Dream. Well, look, I under- but if we're talking about who's ready to main event oh. the biggest program, I- I'd say it's EC3 over him. Not taking anything away from Dream Dream I is don't. wonderful. Do you not,
1: uh, EC3 and Team Dream have been on many cards together. Yes. And never once did EC3 outshine Velveteen Dream. Not once.
0: Right. If you, if your argument Not is once. of late the Dream character is hotter than the EC3 character, I in in, in in no world would I disagree with that. But you're literally talking about a guy that has headlined and carried the water for multi- for promotions, frankly a promotion that at the time was was legit. Um you know, in he was a part of the heyday of Impact Wrestling as their top star and i'm not trying yeah, to compare I get that
1: it. i get all of that i get all of that but uh you cannot confuse experience
0: with talent um I, okay if you want to I, say i think
2: ec3 is also really talented well yeah and i, not, I, yeah, I do too EC3's not talented. and i would
0: argue that ec3's skill set for his character is translatable anywhere like what? He, I think
1: that Velveteen Dream is the biggest star in wrestling. And
0: and, and if what you're saying is you think that he has bigger upside, I don't know that I could argue with that either. I think there's uh, Velveteen Dream's upside is insane. What he's capable of doing, um, you know, it, in this character or whatever, it's clear that dude has it, it's a rocket to the moon for that guy right now. Like, let's not. Nobody's going to debate that.
1: If Velveteen Dream comes out in the Royal Rumble. I will
0: literally. Yeah. It'll, shit yes, and correct. The place will go complete batshit. Nobody's yeah. arguing here's, with
2: that. Here's here's the real difference to me between EC3 and Velveteen Dream. You need to do something with EC3, and, and right now there's and, just not a lot of room and for and him that's, because that's of why, Gargano that's, and Ciampa and Black right. and Adam but, Cole and everything. But,
1: but the thing is, my point being, is that you say that, but Velveteen Dream's on that same roster, and they always find something. I, for you. I under you I understand what you're
2: saying.
0: I you want to know why. Because, because he's a star. Right, you're going to keep going back to that. Here's what I would compare to. I think EC3 could be AJ Styles next month. I, I think don't. if if they chose to use him in that way, uh, AJ, he could be of that ilk where he could have a four-year run. Is ilk
1: your word of the
0: day? Did I use ilk more than once? Yes. Oh, well, fair enough. Yep, I, I didn't even sure. notice. Um, Maybe it is. Yeah, right. I, I totally. It could very well be. Um, which replaces my word of the day for every other day, which is... But um, <laughs> so I would I would say that I, I think if they gave him that spot, his skill combined with the people that already like him and already know him versus how easy it is for people to get into him, he could be a top heel for the next year and then immediately become in a massively overface for three more years after that. I think he could yes, quickly. and everything
1: you just said applies to Velveteen Dream. Who is better?
2: But here's the here's the thing with you can do that anytime He's in the better. next twenty years for Velveteen Dream. I
1: I get that, but my point being like the whole thing was like the whole point that this whole started with was like uh, I didn't you know there's more for them to do there's more for every single. No, I'm only saying
0: that about I'm not telling you that's what the, if they wanted to call Velveteen Dream up right now they could do that. I was talking specifically about Lacey Evans. I don't think they have fully fleshed that out as a very interesting character the way that they've needed to. I Maybe think. She- I think she's – there's something I'm going to say there.
1: something that might get me in trouble, but it's the God's honest truth. If you compare
0: so her to Alicia Fox in any way, I'll murder you.
1: <laughs> no, it's okay. the fact that Lacey Evans, A, was literally in the military, B, right. is a smoke show, and C, can work.
0: That's all she needs. Uh, that There's a lot there. Nobody's debating that there's a lot there. There's this, a lot I think that they could have developed her character yeah. further in bigger profile spots yeah. for you a mean few like months.
2: EC3? I, no, I, I, don't I don't think, think there was a spot it. there for EC3. And yeah. that's what I was trying to get get at, is that I think that for Lacey Evans, there's more room right now in the NXT women's division than either the Raw or SmackDown for her. So I would have liked to see her say down. well, I don't think there was any now room that for I can agree right
1: with. now. That, that I can agree with. But my, yeah. my point being is like... Like, you can make the same argument you make for her about literally
2: everyone that got called up. Um, But I, but my, my point was I don't think there was that spot yeah, for DC3 and I do, as a right.
0: I do think that's where it's different. Where, like, Heavy Machinery was just sort of lost in the shuffle of the NXT tag division. Which is really good right now. Like... It's 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 amazing how they've done that at NXT, that they've lost 50 incredible tag teams, of course, none of which they've been given the correct time of day. Damn, I mean. and
1: yet somehow they still manage to not go out of business. It is um, incredible. It
0: is really incredible how they managed to do that, isn't it? It's unbelievable <laughs> how they managed isn't to that do that. Is that incredible,
1: Aaron, how they managed to not go out of business unbelievable. while Absolutely. remaining a, de- a v- developmental? It's true. Um,
0: Aaron, I hate Aaron. Aaron yeah, yeah, completely yeah, no-selling. Yeah, Fuck you, Aaron. Aaron's the worst. Aaron's the worst. Um, look, I, I, I'm, I'm fine with all of them. I really am. I really am fine with all of them. Some of them I thought were more no brainer no brainers than others. But like, I'm fine with all of them. This is the only thing that I'll say. Why in the fuck would they not call up Chris Hero? <laughs>
2: like, what, what, well, why, why aren't, why aren't, they using Chris? That, but that's my, but Chris that's Hero. my point. Like, they, my, they don't like Chris Hero. My point I is this. Is. This
0: fits with every, all of the call ups that you make. The argument that we're bringing, where you're like, okay maybe lars sullivan we don't we're not like in love with him but i get it there's nothing really for lars sullivan to do bring him up there and see if there's some room for some big gangly looking dude at the main roster and
2: and we we know why he's called up because vince
0: sure right vince likes vince's wet dream um you know what
2: i say about heavy
0: machinery right like they're great but they're kind of lost in the shuffle of a really deep tag division right now and so you know they'll be well liked bring them up they can as aaron you bring up what they would do at house shows totally agree how in the fuck does any of that not work for Chris Hero? <laughs> like, how in the fuck is that not the exact same thing? Sorry, Cassius Ono. For for him. That you could send him to house shows where he'd be very popular. There would be a group of people there. There are truly <coughs> people that love Cassius Ono, that want to see the knockout artist in the indie wrestling scene that might be more inclined to show up at a house show because Cassius you'll actually get to see Cassius Ono there. Like, I'm just I don't get it. I don't get it. And you're right, Aaron. It. I guess it's just they've totally soured on the guy altogether. Or or maybe they're hoping to move him into a more defined role where he's going to be the guy that, that he's the welcoming committee for new talent or some shit. But it's just really... I mean,
2: it's been two years or something, hasn't I, it? I know, man. I
0: know. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it at all. It makes no sense. Um, do you expect further roster shakeups? Yep. I expect...
1: I expect uh, Charlotte and Becky to somehow make their way to Raw. Uh,
2: do you think they will do? Yeah, not imminently, but if you're talking about before Mania, before the Superstar Shakeup, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me to see if some, got, I, some
0: people moved. I, I I was wondering if they were going to try to set up a match, maybe on the first SmackDown of the year, because they always try to treat the first shows of the year as as sort of pay-per-view lights where one of them would get the right to go to Raw so they can be the one to to face
2: Ronda. I can see that. Yeah, they they definitely could do that. I I still, if I'm booking it, I do the, the you know, Brett Luger double no. Royal Rumble so they both go over to Raw because of the Rumble. But yeah, that, that's absolutely, then you can have Charlotte win, but, have so Charlotte get the your, match at Rumble. And your,
0: back- your scenario sets up a triple threat match at Mania. Whereas yes. I thought coming out of Sunday, they were painting it much more clearly that they're going to go Ronda, Charlotte, and at, Becky at Rumble, and, and be- then
2: Becky at Mania. Oh no, yeah.
0: I thought I thought it was going to be Ronda, Charlotte at Mania, and Becky Nia at Mania. I thought that was what. Oh, it I, I
2: think I think both of them have to get their hands on Ronda at this point. I, I don't see it. I, I think I that if, Naya at all anymore. Yeah, I I, I think that if you're you, looking at the,
0: you think that Becky, if
2: if it's not a triple threat, you're having one of them at the Rumble and one of them at. Okay, Maiden.
0: so you think that Becky attacking Nia in the back is the end of Becky Nia?
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: It's possible. All yeah, right. I do too. Honestly, all right. all right. I mean, I'm I'm not saying it couldn't be possible, but um, I, I, I it's interesting. I think I think that the the I honestly think that this is going to end up
1: being. The the four horsewoman match. I really, truly, I, I just see too much of it being built as of right now. The way that she screwed Charlotte and Becky right. at the same time, the way that they both want to face her. A, the fact that okay, yeah, you have Natalia facing Ronda Rousey on uh, this week, but who's gonna be Ronda? R- who was in the mat end of the match with Natalia? Sasha Banks. Yeah, Sasha, Sasha Banks is going to end up being the uh, Royal Rumble opponent for Ronda Rousey. In which case, Becky, um, Bailey will come out, blah, 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 blah. It's, it's a Bailey Ronda Rousey for the show before Mania. And then that's how you get the four horsewomen at Mania.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, sure. It's it's doable.
2: I just, I want to see those matches just against Ronda before I get the horsewomen, me personally. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't disagree with
0: you. Yeah, I do, but... too. I do, too. I really do. I can't hide from that. I really do, too. So...
1: I don't disagree with you. I'm just... I believe
0: that that is how it's going to happen. All right. Very good. Um, why don't we pause here, and then we'll hold come... Oh on, hold, hold, hold. We ain't pausing shit. No, because we still have more to talk about. We still have to do your thing. Who had the best I, match we can do... this week? Do you, all right. We can do that now if you want. Um, I mean, this is the problem with the gauntlet match, right? Like, are we doing the same thing where we'd have to choose one of the individual matchups from the gauntlet
1: i mean i would and i would pick sasha
2: versus uh natalia. natalia
0: yeah i probably would as well i probably would as well
2: yeah i'm trying to think if there was anything earlier in the show that would compete to any of the individual segments but i'm fine with going with that all right
0: all right uh very good so uh aj sasha banks first
1: woman officially in the top 10 by herself how about that how about that i like
0: it i like it all right um uh when we come back in we're we still have a lot more to talk about from the weekend we're gonna cover some of that with jimmy corderas and then we'll just finish the rest of it in segment number two and don't forget still to come today uh, joey janella the bad boy joins us and uh boys by the way you know next you know what next week is
1: Hanukkah. No, 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 no. no.
0: The jobbies are next week. No, that can't
1: be next week. That has to be the week after.
0: Why would it? Next week's the last week of the year. We do it the last week of the year. No, next week isn't the last week. Yeah, it is. The following week. We uh j- New Year's Eve is Monday. Yeah. It'll be
2: January third or whatever by the time we record. Yeah, yeah that's when we did, that's when we could do the jobbies.
0: We've always done it before New Year's. We've always done it next week. I know,
1: but I thought
2: next week would be like the
0: Christmas edition. Well, this is the Christmas edition. <laughs> that's we why I fucking
1: blow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Christmas is like five days from now. Six uh, days from but now. But not when people listen, man. Like come on. Come on. This fucking blows. Jesus, you're really worked up about this. Did you have other
2: plans? No, We're giving just, the right. Jobbies as our Christmas gift to people. Right, exactly right.
0: Exactly right.
2: Okay, uh, respect.
0: All right, we'll come back in. We'll talk to Jimmy Corderos next. I'm Glenn, he's Aaron, and he's. The main event. AJ Francis, this is Jobbing Out. Pressbox's Project Game Day is back at halftime and postgame for
3: every Baltimore football game. You can react live with us on Press Box's Facebook page. Glenn Clark hosts at halftime and he's joined by the NFL chick Sarita Hubbard postgame. Project Game Day is brought to you by Glory Day's Grill. Catch all of the action at your neighborhood Glory Day's Grill where they have tons of TVs to catch every moment of every game. Glory Day's Grill. Great food, good sports. Press Box's Project Game Day. Facebook.com slash Sports.
0: Back in here for segment number two of jobbing out glenn clark aaron oster from the baltimore sun and rolling stone and of course the main event aj francis boys uh i this is one of my favorite follows in all of pro wrestling on twitter uh our next guest spent over 20 years as a ref for the wwe it was a part of unbelievable moments and now he just like hangs out shoots the s and talks wrestling um, which is awesome, and like you can take the time. In fact, the, uh, recently I saw him uh, tweeting with our buddy Scott Sudikoff, uh, just about pro wrestling, as that's what he does, and it makes him such a great follow. So insightful. He's the host of Aftermath TV on Sportsnet up in Canada. He also has a new book. It is called the Three uh, the Three Counts, which you can pick up right now by going to Easy. Please, please
1: tell me that the, the – what is it called when the, you have the beginning of the book where it's like wrote by somebody else? Oh, it's – Forward? Yes. The forward of the book is wrote by the three-count.
0: It would be great if that was the case. That would be great if that was the case. <laughs> but Jimmy Corderas now joins us here on Jobbing Out. Jimmy, I, unfortunately, I don't think that is the case, is it, uh, when it comes to the book?
3: Uh, no, but, man, what a great suggestion. I, I, didn't mean that. I thought three-count – Fits in with the referee reference, but I didn't think three count from WCW. That would have been cool because uh, because uh, Shane Helms is a good friend of mine and uh, actually uh, quite articulate. So it would have been and funny. The guy is laugh out loud. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, you don't need to tell our buddy Aaron Oster. Uh, he has still to this day hurricane posters on his wall uh, despite the fact that he's married with kids. Like,
2: I, I, I may or may not have bought a three-count shirt from Pro Wrestling Tees this week. Of course you did. Of course Sick.
0: of course you
2: did. Yeah,
3: that is awesome, but the foreword was written by uh, an, a fellow Canadian, um, Adam Copeland.
0: Do mm-hmm. you guys know him better? Oh, dude. yeah. Oh, I'm, I've heard of that guy. Familiar with his work. Yeah, he's alright. <laughs> <laughs> he's alright. Well, Jimmy, it's great to talk to you, man. There's so much I want to cover with you. Part of what I... Like, I really do love following you on Twitter because... Like, there's so few people connected to the wrestling business that are just willing to talk about what they see on a week-to-week uh, basis. And I think there are a lot of people that are just like, you know, I don't know when I want to have my next job, so I'd prefer to not say anything. You're really insightful. Why is it that you've sort of chosen to be so open and, and legitimately, like, respond to anybody who reaches out to you on Twitter?
3: Um, I just, I guess it's part of my nature. I mean, like, uh, if people would talk you know approach me on the street and want to talk about it i'm more than happy to talk to anybody about it but uh it, it's funny because uh, twitter allows me to uh, several things one is to talk about my passion which is still pro wrestling i still love it to this day um i give my perspective i'm not saying i'm always right but uh i just i use my experiences to try to 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 um, give my points of view and sometimes i just Amuse myself with people who try to use uh, social media in an antisocial way and just kind of, for, for lack of a better term, as we say, pop myself by trying to make myself laugh, if that makes sense.
0: Well, I so. mean, I, dude, it works for me. Like, This is interesting to me because y- your takes aren't always the ones – I saw this the other day when I was on your Twitter account. I saw somebody I... Uh, uh, reach out to you about Mustafa Ali and how great it's been that they've given him this opportunity, and it is – and I've been the type that has said, since the moment they launched 205 Live, I think the WWE should have been incorporating the cruiserweights more with everything else they've been doing, that that was mm-hmm. the best way to launch a show. And so somebody tweeted you and said, that's what they could have been doing with all of the cruiserweights, and you responded back, no, they couldn't. Tell what? me more about that.
3: Well, for me, it's like it, it, it's great to incorporate new talent, but you can't just like bring in a whole slew of them all of a sudden. You have to take your time to get the audience invested because you look at the two hundred and five audience; it's not as broad as, let's say, the SmackDown Live or the or the Raw audience. Because two hundred and five audience is basically whoever subscribes to the network, and that's only a fraction of your TV audience. So to bring in like uh, a, a, like uh, have a mass uh, not Exodus, but what's the opposite of Exodus?
0: Uh, influx, <laughs> I guess. Influx. Right?
2: Incursion. Yeah, or influx. Incidus. You know, it, <laughs> yeah. it,
3: who, who who do I get invested in? You know what I mean? By bringing them in slowly, by filtering them in, by doing what they're doing with someone like a Lars Sullivan from NXT, by doing these vignettes and introducing him to the crowd that may not know him from NXT, now there might be an emotional investment from the audience, as opposed to just, well, let's throw him out there and hope he connects.
0: I, I hear what you're saying. I But... Didn't it seem like it worked with, um, like Musta? Uh, sorry, Noam Dar and Rich Swan when they were pairing them with Sasha and with Alicia for a bit. Like, didn't it seem like by incorporating them with other parts of the main roster, they were getting more juice and more interest? And maybe your answer is, yeah, you can do it with some. They just can't do it with everybody.
3: Yeah, that's exact- that's exactly my point. I mean, like. If you do it with everybody, and and there's only a finite amount of space on the main roster, and you know, like as as talented as these individuals are, and it's not a knock on them, you still got your main guys who are drawing you your money and your viewers. So you got to have space for them, and then there's other talent on the roster. I mean,
2: uh,
3: one of the things that the biggest complaints that fans have nowadays is there's. You know, everybody looks back at the, the vaunted attitude era and they say that, you know, up and down the card, you know, even the mid-card, people were invested. The audience was invested. It doesn't seem to ha- have that same investment uh, nowadays for that uh, quote-unquote mid-card. So uh, it's kind of like a Catch-22 situation. You want to bring in new faces, fresh faces, but at the same time, these fresh faces have to connect.
1: I hear it. I hear it. And, and And that tease off with what i always say which is as a wrestling fan wrestling fans are the worst <laughs> they, they, they are the absolute worst because the, the 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 my biggest problem i have with and the reason why i agree with you, you can't bring them all up at one time right now because that's that that ends up getting someone lost in the a sauce um and the worst part about that is like six months ago for the last six months who has been the one person that nobody can stop chanting about? Everyone wants to see all the time. Who is that person?
0: Recently, um, Recently? yes, be- the last
1: six months. Be- Glenn, we already
0: talked be- about. Yeah,
1: maybe Becky Lynch, right? Becky Lynch, right? Before mm-hmm. the six months, it was Rusev. In the last six months, what has Rusev been able to get? Nothing, because people don't chant Rusev Day for no reason anymore. Because now they're busy chanting Becky, and that's they There, it's a it ends up being people who had opportunities end up getting lost in the shuffle because of the reactions of the fans changing overnight, literally overnight.
3: You know what? I tend to agree with that. And, and that's a very good point because, um, you know, it's, it's not like the days of a rock or, or Austin. And, and those are the days I was blessed to be there during those days. And To have one guy as over as one of those guys were at one time is amazing, but to have two of them at the same time, and for that long a period of time, is amazing. Uh, it just seems like, you know, I, I don't. I hate to say it this way, I just hope Becky isn't the flavor of the, of the month sort of thing, because like you said, um, you know, uh, it, it's funny that Daniel Bryan's new thing now is is screaming fickle at all the fans, and he's basically right, and it's almost like that's what heels do. He's been on. You know, they, 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 they get you... Pissed at them, but they get you pissed at them because they're kind of speaking the truth.
2: Yeah. they make you they make you feel bad about something that deep down you know is true. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, one of the things you know while we're talking about things that you've been uh, tweeting about lately, I noticed you had a lot of thoughts on uh, the McMahon segment at the beginning of Raw and how Raw played out. Just kind of what were your thoughts on that? Mm-hmm. Oh, Well,
3: um, it's just that um, it, it's still too early to tell. I mean, obviously, it's been one week. We've been told there's going to be change, and uh, you know, one of the changes we brought up, Mustafa Ali on SmackDown. That's a, that was a huge change and and a big moment for him too, getting a pin over the WWE champion on television. That was huge. It was a tag match, but still huge. Uh, I just I was just kidding around with the fact that hey, time for change. Let's bring out Vince McMahon, <laughs> who's been there forever, but. You know what, in a sense, it kind of is changed because we haven't seen him for a while. So it was nice to to get Vince uh, on television again, but I think it was kind of like, almost like a passing of the torch. And the other thing I kind of liked was that uh, it didn't look like we're getting getting rid of the uh, heel authority figure, which is, I think, so overplayed and cliched. That it's time. To, I think it's time to move on from that. interesting Just anyway. So, uh, I, I'm sure the next couple of weeks will be a better indicator. But uh, still, when you, when you're when you're advocating change and you bring out the guys who have been there the, the longest, <laughs> that doesn't sound. Yeah, like that fun. was that was the
1: point I made earlier in the show when we were talking. I was like, everybody's talking to everybody. All these internet fans are going to talk about how. Oh yeah, I'm gonna love the. I love the new direction that they're gonna be going in for the next year, and I'm like, bro, it's the same people making all the same decisions.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, at, at Jimmy Corderas is with us uh, on Jobbing out. It's at Jimmy Corderas on Twitter is how you follow him. Jimmy, this is interesting because I want to. I want to get further into this topic. We were talking in our first segment about how this clearly is a reaction to the way things have gone for Raw, but yet. Mm-hmm. I think we all could have seen that there was going to be a problem for Raw when they have no heavyweight championship belt on the show. They lost their biggest star in Roman Reigns. They then lost their next biggest star in Braun Strowman. After they had already lost two of the bigger stars they had been putting uh, out there for, uh, for the last couple of years in Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And they were up against Monday Night Football all fall, which is always an issue for them every year. Like mm-hmm. There was some of this that was probably predictable to me. SmackDown, however, has continued to be great in the process. Right. Is, there, is there danger that they're doing too much to fix a problem that you could have seen was coming and maybe you only needed to do a little bit to tinker with it? Like I had a moment, I told these guys earlier, I was like a little bit disappointed that in this process they were going to take away Paige from having an authority role on SmackDown because I thought she was great in that role. I thought she was doing a tremendous job on TV. And I'm, as I said, I'm sure they'll give her another role but, like, is there danger that you're doing too much when this didn't seem to be like there's a problem with the business? It just seemed to be more that there was a problem with Raw because they had lost so effing much in such a short amount of time.
3: Yeah, and, and you can also throw in the name John Cena into the mix because now that his, uh, his career in Hollywood seems to be taken off pretty well, too. Uh, it's, it's, it's funny that uh, it's almost like I've got this weird conspiracy theory in my head. Going on like uh, I know for the last little while, Raw hasn't been exactly uh, lighting the world on fire. And I and you know, and I and I sit back and I think, uh, you know, having having worked with him and having been there, you know, Vince, you know, wrestling fans tend to think that Vince is out of touch and uh, I disagree with that. I think, uh, you know, once he once he gets a, a grasp of what they want, he gives it to them whether they think they want it or not but he seems to be on top of things. But the other thing is it's almost like, like you said, this time of year, you know, ratings tend to take a dip. And I know that ratings overall have dipped um, uh, a lot from, from the previous years, but it's, it's almost like the, I hate, again, I I hate to sound like a tinfoil hat guy, but it's almost like, you know, with all the problems they've been having and, and losing superstars, uh, you know what, maybe we'll make the show not very good for a little while so we can, when we do make it better, it it looks that much better. Does that <laughs> make sense? You know what I'm trying to say? It's I not, do. not that we're tanking the show. Yeah, undersell and deliver. Yes, exactly. And it's kind of like, uh, you know, if you get, have a show that's constantly good, that's constantly delivering, that's con- constantly, uh, you know, um, you know, getting good ratings, eventually I think people get tired. You know what I mean? you got to give them something different. So now, you give them something to complain about and now they're saying, oh man, this is, did you watch Raw that week? It sucked. I wish they would get things better. And then when they do, you go, see, they're listening. So now you've convinced the fans that they're responsible for Raw getting better. That's but, my conspiracy. Theory.
0: Which was probably always going to be the same thing you were going to do anyway.
3: <laughs> like... Yeah, exactly. But the, the it's, the other thing too is it it just seems like there is a segment of the audience out there who just constantly complains regardless of what they do you know i mean like yep. i i i will go back the biggest the segment, segment have not been great but there there have been some moments on the show where you go oh that's okay but sure. you'll give it up you know what i mean it's it's i don't know it's a weird time <laughs>
0: I agree. I completely agree, by the way. I, I said that to somebody, we were talking about the comparison between Raw and SmackDown last week, and I was like, look, we love SmackDown because the women's division is insanity, and the tag division is insanity. Outside of that, I don't think the two shows are that far apart from each other. I get it. We like Daniel Bryan. We like, you know, there's things that The Miz has been unbelievable of late. But I, I thought those were the two biggest differences right now between the show, that the Raw women's division unfortunately, is sort of all under the shadow of this one unbelievable superstar and that has hurt the rest of the division from being able to to compete with what they're giving in the SmackDown women's division, and the tag division has been non-existent on Raw. And to me, like, you you, you fix those couple of things, you got a completely different show.
3: Absolutely. I mean, even when I was there, excuse me, um, you know, during the brand split, we always thought... even though it was it was a friendly competition between the brands, and you know it was it was a little bit intense. But, wait, know, wait, wait,
0: wait! Hang on a second. Is that for real? Yeah. Like, you guys really like felt like backstage a level of competition for like ratings and things like that?
3: Uh, not, for, not so much for ratings because we knew it, you know Raw was the flagship show, but the, the SmackDown guys always said, oh, well, we're the wrestling show, and they're the more entertainment."
0: Interesting. Show. Okay.
3: Yeah, but with, you know, and it was that you know every time somebody on TV, even though it was storyline and it was scripted for them to say, you know, uh, SmackDown is the B show and Raw is the A show, it kind of like put a bit of a fire under everybody's butt, you know, and said, so, yeah. I mean, well, see, let me show you what the thing B that's crazy are. to me, Glenn. I can't believe that's crazy
1: to you because like, no, I, I get that prof- concept. Professional wrestlers are just like professional athletes, right? Part part of the reason they're there is because they're insanely competitive. Yeah. I
0: I get that concept. It was the idea that maybe it was related to relate. I I think the way that Jimmy explained it, I think that makes all the sense in the world. That it's it's the the, the quality of the product. And I think it's not all that compar- different, dis, dissimilar to what we deal with in broadcasting, where like there are people that I know might beat me in ratings just because of inherent advantages that they have. But I can tell if the quality of the content that we're doing is better than the quality of the content that they're doing, right? So that fuels my fire, even if. The ratings aren't quite as good as it's, it's an interesting way of looking at it. That I hear you, man. I hear you.
3: Yeah, that's, that's sure. it, it, it was a friendly, it was friendly, but at the same time, it was kind of like, uh, you know what I mean, under their breath.
0: <laughs> really? Yeah, it's cool, man. Yeah. It's actually cool to hear you say that. Like, uh, that's a neat thing.
1: You've, you've, you've been the referee for some of the craziest moments in the history of wrestling. I want to know what is your favorite moment that you ever refereed?
3: Oh, it's got it's got to be like WrestleMania 24. I mean, it was the main event, and I'm an Undertaker guy. I've always been an Undertaker guy, and when you hear all the stuff from the guys like uh, like from Jr. when he says that uh, stuff, like the Undertaker is the conscience of the locker room, and and uh, you know he he truly is, and you know and, and of course him and Edge in the main event at WrestleMania, and uh, does it get any bigger than that for for? You know, a kid from Toronto. You know what I mean? It was like, it was a dream come true, and it was, and to cap it off, I get, I get a a size sixteen up the side of the head from the Undertaker, and and, you know, and you're loving it. You know what I mean? And people don't understand. Did did he? Yeah, he 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 put it in there. It's WrestleMania, and I'm not going to flinch because I want to make it look as good as possible. And I'm like, yeah, he took a kick in the head from the Undertaker. You know. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's a dream, right? Yeah, yeah. Right? That is amazing. Yeah, yeah, right. How many other people on the planet do you think they'll say that their like most amazing moment ever was taking a kick in the head?
3: <laughs> exactly. I, I I don't I don't know if people will will kind of understand it, but uh, it, it it's a it's a huge moment for me.
1: The, the I, my goal in wrestling still to this day is to one day receive a people's elbow. That is my goal <laughs> in life. That,
3: that would be awesome, too. Uh, uh, funny story, though. Um, I, I did a, a small little thing up in Canada for, for an independent promotion that runs up here. A friend of mine runs it. And he, he talked me into, uh, into doing a match, which I regret now because, man, it's a different world. But anyways, long story short, uh, uh, all I did in the match was copy a signature WWE stuff.
0: And one of the things I did
3: was the ref's elbow as opposed to the people's elbow. <laughs> That's
2: perfect. So I got the deliver one, but I never took one. It's still pretty cool. It's still That's pretty
0: great. cool. Yeah, right.
2: yeah, it's pretty cool. It's still pretty cool. <laughs> uh, I, you, you mentioned something earlier about when, when you were part of the original brand split and SmackDown was known as the wrestling show. Raw was net, known as, you know, more the entertainment show. Uh, right now, Raw and SmackDown... You know, while, while we, people might like one more than the other, they don't really have a specific identity like that. Do, do you think that they should have identities like that, where it's two very clearly different shows, or do you like it the way they're doing it?
3: I, I would prefer it to be, uh, you know, a little more differentiated. I mean, like, you look at the NXT brand, and for me, uh, this, the appeal for NXT, to me, is that it, it, it is the perfect blend of old school meets new school, without going overboard one way or the other. I mean, like there are you know the element the out there who clamor for the old school the, to come back and do it more the traditional way, but like anything, like any other business, it has to evolve and the style has to evolve. And I think that the hybrid of the NXT brand is 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 a perfect blend. I mean, like I, I watch other products out there, I watch New Japan, I watch uh, uh, ROH. I think sometimes uh, those brands tend to tend to focus more on one style as opposed to kind of combining it, and I think what you get in NXT is a nice blend of everything.
0: Uh, and that's why everybody loves it. That's why it's, uh, it's unbelievable. Hey, uh, Jimmy, I know I said earlier, it's, it, the book's not new. It's been out for a few years now, but was part of the reason you wrote the book because, you know, when you would meet somebody and they'd figure out who you were, you you, you didn't... I gotta imagine it's tough to keep rehashing talking about the night with Owen, right? Like, I gotta imagine it's tough to to constantly have people ask you about that moment was part of it like maybe cathartic to say i'm gonna write about it and hope that now it can live somewhere and i don't have to discuss it all the time
3: that was that was part of it uh, i definitely thought it would be a little bit cathartic but at the same time it's it's hard to describe to people that it's a moment that that even to this day it's just like it's there and it it's hard to, it was hard to put into words. It's hard to to articulate, you know, exactly what happened that day and how I felt and stuff like that. So, you know, part of it was, yeah, to put it pen to paper would be probably the best way to do it. And, and you know, hopefully it came off, you know, okay. Hopefully it did justice to Owen too because, man, he was such a good dude. Yeah. He was such a good guy.
0: I, I I hear you saying that, man. That's, uh, God, it's it's tough to even think about that moment. It's tough to think about it. The book, yeah. again, is uh, it's Three Count, and you can pick it up at ecwpress.com. We'll make a great uh, last-minute gift. Maybe you forgot to get a wrestling fan in your life a gift. Perhaps you can consider <laughs> going that direction. Um, at Jimmy Corderas on Twitter. Jimmy, is there anything else we can plug for you, man?
3: Well, if you happen to be listening up in Canada, you can actually catch uh, myself. Uh, Caroline Sved, who is our, 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 our traffic cop, as I like to call it, on the show, on Aftermath. Uh, Nug Nargang and uh, the former Santino Morella, Anthony Corelli, is also a panelist on the show. I didn't and even know
0: that. That's awesome.
3: Yeah, so it's called Aftermath, and we are the lead-in to SmackDown on Tuesday nights at 7.30 on Sportsnet 360. Basically what it is, the way I like to describe it, is we are the wrestling version of The Talking Dead.
0: Okay, cool. Right. I like it. what we do. And plus, Chris Hardwick didn't need any more TV shows, so I'm glad that you didn't have him do that one.
3: I'm glad well, that his face the- full.
0: so. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, that's awesome. Plus, if you need to know everything you need to know about Jimmy Cordero, again, his, his profile picture is he and R-Truth, and so understand he gets it because R-Truth is wrestling, ladies and gentlemen. That's the way that it is. Uh, Jimmy, I really love this conversation, man. Would love to do it again down the road with you. Thank you for taking the time for us today.
3: No, thank you for asking me. And anytime you guys want, you just buzz
0: me. Great stuff. Appreciate uh, Jimmy doing that. And again, um, uh, go pick up his book, Three Count. And and I can only imagine that uh, you know you experience something like that being in the ring the night when Owen died. It, it, at some point, you're just like, ah, ah. I'd rather not keep talking about this. I'd rather just put my pen put pen to paper at some point, and we can go from there. So uh, appreciate him taking the time to do that. All right, what else do we need to touch on coming out of the pay per view? Um, I, I I think I I guess anyway for me, nothing about what they did with Braun Strowman was surprising in any way.
2: They backed themselves into a corner, and right? They did. I thought they did as good as they could under the circumstances.
0: What do you make though of reinserting Kurt Angle into all of this? Is it just we 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 needed to do something because we couldn't get a Braun Strowman match? So. Reinserting Kurt Angle gives a big moment and a big pop, but we can just move on from it. Or is there more to do with Kurt Angle and Baron Corbin, or just Kurt Angle as a wrestler in general in the coming weeks?
2: Um, like I said, I don't expect much from Baron Corbin. I think he'll, you know, he'll do something leading up to the Rumble. He'll say, "All right, well, I'm out. Well, since I can't be the GM of Raw, I'm going to main event WrestleMania, and you know, that's how he's going to get his build." towards the rumble over the next few weeks. And then I, I do see him kind of fading after the rumble. And as far as Kurt Angle, yeah, they just, they needed, they were thinking, okay, who can we get? Who can get a pop? Cause we can't use Wrestle Braun. So we're going to use angle. And then same with raw, we can't have Braun. So we might as well, since we kind of tease that feud, might as well use angle in that way. So you think it's just a, a quick, you know,
0: poke in poke out type of deal.
2: Um, I mean, they might use him more. I, I think it wouldn't surprise me if he's part of the rumble. Um, I guess it depends what do you mean poke in poke? Well, out. I mean, like, I do think is that he gonna yeah, he's going to be involved in a storyline. Wrestle in some way. Okay, is he, he going to be involved
0: Mania? in a storyline in the next 4 to 5 weeks?
2: 4 to 5. I he'll he'll I think he's going to be part of the Rumble. So yeah, I think he's going to have a storyline as to getting to the Rumble and he'll have you know, I think they'll ref if I'm if I'm in charge. You do something where you kind of reference the low point of getting just absolutely wrecked by Drew McIntyre, and this kind of starts his redemption tour, leading to whatever they have planned for him at Mania. So I, I think you start getting the seeds of that.
0: Okay, all right. Um, speaking of Drew McIntyre, but A- AJ, you still there? Yeah. Okay, sorry. Um, I
1: just think that I just think that Braun, I don't know, like, would he. Do you think that he's going to be
2: back in the title picture? They have a weird situation with Braun right now because uh, I'm not going to say he has to win because he probably won't win at Rumble. And it's not going to kill him or anything. But at the same time, like, what are you doing with him if he's not about to win the it's, title? It's a fair question.
0: Um, I think there is a question as to whether or not you might be better off not having him in that match right now because i do agree with you i like I, I don't know where you guys are i'm i'm still of the opinion that we're leading to seth rollins brock lesnar at wrestlemania where are i you think definitely? we're
2: getting that match i just i'm not 100 sure if it's for the title or not
0: okay well then you so do you think then that braun would win the title
2: yeah if i'm booking yes because he's you can't keep having him lose title okay matches. But, but brock brock doesn't just go away at that point no, Brock – You, I I think you, you're setting it up where you have you're, – you're heading towards Brock Seth no matter what. Right. Like, I, I think that is the match at WrestleMania. I think you can have that if you wanted. You could have that match without the title. The match doesn't necessarily need the title for that. You, you do it based on – no, I, I he's I don't, trying to finish right, off what Roman started. Right. He's trying to get rid of
0: Brock. I get what you're saying, and I don't know that I inherently disagree with that. I guess what I would say is d- clearly – Nothing that you've portrayed about Brock suggests that if he lost the title at uh, the Royal Rumble that he wouldn't want a rematch. He's not— Wait,
2: I mean, they, the McMahon's established no more automatic rematches. They said that on Raw. Mm, I didn't think about
0: that. That's a good point.
2: Okay. Okay. All right. mean So I mean, I mean, here I'm, just for me, because, again, I think if this would be— If he lost at Royal Rumble, it would be like the seventh straight title match he's been in where he lo- or either lost or didn't win the title— like at some point if you losing this would i think would be a little detrimental it wouldn't kill him but it would be detrimental to him i
0: don't disagree that you this is the and this is a similar argument that we were making with some other guys recently that you can't keep making him your top guy if he continuously loses the biggest opportunities yeah but i i still I just still think it, that it it's should, Brock Lesnar that's yeah. the problem and I still think it should be Seth and Brock for the title at Wrestlemania you know like that's, that's if you're going to do that match I think that should be your championship match I think that should be the moment I think that's a bigger moment if Seth is both conquering Brock Lesnar and beating and winning the title at the same time like I just think that creates something that's bigger than anything else that you can do so it's a catch 22 for me because you can't do both right like right. You, you can't do both so I hear you um, What else? Or can you? All three of them? Is that what you're saying? Suggesting? That's what I've been saying the whole time for months, for over a month now. I mean, you can, you can do that. Yeah. Is it as? It's not as clean, but
2: it's okay. Certain... There, but are you going to have Braun lose again at Mania? You, have, you can have Braun pinned. Set. I'm not for that. I, I, I want, I want Brock to be pinned. He won't be so. Yeah. I, I, yeah. That's what I if want. If it's so. a triple threat, he won't be so. I know. That, that's why I'd. In that case, I'd rather just see Seth pin him.
0: Well, which again, we're saying it won't happen. That's what AJ's point is that Brock doesn't get pinned. But at some point, he's got to. I mean, he got he. He Roman can't pin him.
2: Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's...
1: after like five failures. Right. That's I, it. I, I that's understand it. that. Yeah. I, I
2: just. We gotta get we gotta get the title belt off of him though. Well, and I agree we're with that. Establishing that the title belt's getting off of him, yeah. I want him to be. Pinned. I agree with That's that. That's just my entirely.
0: opinion. <laughs> All right, what else we need to cover from the weekend? SCW. SCW. We'll get to that in segment number three. We, we got having, it. We
2: we'll got. Have don't Jerry worry
1: about Janella that. On. We'll no, I that. thought
0: that was your play into the next. Oh weekend. no, no. I, 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 anything else we yeah. need to cover from WWE this weekend?
2: Uh, I. I, I just thought I, – I just wanted to point out that the this was the first time I truly felt – and we've been talking about this for a month now, that the women are the most important thing on the t- on TV. So then Mania venting for that reason, not for any historical reason, no, just because, which is awesome.
0: Right. It was the, that was the match. That was the yes. one. Um, You know what I haven't mentioned on the show? Obviously, both of you guys know – uh, our friend uh, Brandon Linton, Brandon from Ramshead is how we've referred to him over the years. He's come in and co-hosted some weeks when uh, one of the guys has been out. Um, he's been a regular. So Brandon got some awful news this past week um, as uh, he was diagnosed with colon cancer, which is just unbelievable uh, considering Brandon's 37. Um, and I spent a lot of time this week down with Brandon at the hospital in uh, Annapolis and the cool part about it, like not, nothing cool about getting cancer, but the cool part about just being able to hang out was that we just had a lot of wa- wrestling to watch, right? Like everybody sitting <laughs> in a hospital room uh, having to deal with like the worst thing ever. Um, we had a lot of wrestling that we could watch in the process. And so what was funny was as we were hanging out on uh, Sunday night, um, we, we were talking about how much we just wanted to watch the triple threat. That was it. Like, yeah. Like we not we watched the whole show, obviously, but like we literally did this thing where we almost wanted to skip ahead because I couldn't I wasn't going to be able to hang out for all for four hours to three a m in order to watch it that night, and we just so badly wanted to watch it that we were like, do we just skip ahead, and so we finally it took until Tuesday afternoon for us to get through the whole show, and obviously a <laughs> doctor's coming in and you know visitors and stuff like that, but it took until Tuesday afternoon. And, like, we had this moment where we finally, like, everybody was gone. We were just two of us sitting in the room together. And we're like, dude, we're watching the effing main event now. And we were, like, (laughs) giddy schoolgirls. Like, we were pausing it and, like, freaking out about, like, the table not breaking. And we were watching that match like I have watched any other big, exciting, like, great match that I've ever watched in my life. That's how cool the whole thing was. It was the perfect build. It was never clunky with Asuka being a part of it. They made it work excellently. Um, everything about it was amazing. Um, the spots
2: weren't all perfect, but they were damn good. And, and it was one of those situations where them not being perfect almost added to it because it just looked like a brawl.
0: Right. Right. I actually agree with that entirely. It was tremendous... It was an awesome moment as you reference. Like, they didn't have to tell you it's the first, it's the, you know, it was just. And I know that Becky, like, referenced it a little bit in um, her promo where she was like, I'm the, it's the first ever time that a female's been in the main event of a dual brand. To pay. Like, you know, she, it's not like they didn't reference it, but they didn't bash you over the head with it the way that they have in the past because all you needed to know was, this is the one. This is what we've been waiting for. This is the match for us. This is our moment. This is why we're watching this pay per view. And um, awesome, just awesome. Yeah, just awesome altogether.
2: Well, one one side note about Brandon. When I reached out to him, he said he was going to super kick the shit out of this thing. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. And yeah. hey, look, I yeah, well, I it was a clunky
0: way for me to bring that up, by the way, and I apologize for that. Um, but uh, thoughts with our buddy Brandon, and uh, yes. and he will like already. He's been through the surgery, and he's already gotten some good news. And uh, may there be much more good news. He's got a long road ahead. Uh, uh, we do need to find tickets for... we got to go to the Raw. Uh, he's going to be out of the hospital next week. So we want to go to the house show at the arena. When, when is that? That's like next Thursday or Friday, I want to say. I don't remember gotcha. which night. So we got to find tickets for that somehow. I, 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 I reached out to somebody. I don't want to pull the, like, somebody has cancer. You know, like, I'd rather not do that if I don't have to. Um, but... I might be willing to if we get to that point because uh, we, will, we want to do that for uh, somebody that's been through a lot. And, again, we're thinking about him, and we will um, – like, dude, having cancer costs a lot of money, unfortunately. Like, that's just the way that this world works. So at some point, we'll be needing to do, like, a GoFundMe, and we'll be asking you guys to help us out in supporting uh, Brandon as well. So there's that. Alright, uh when we come back in, we will uh, we're gonna talk with the bad boy, Joey Janela, and we're gonna talk about what happened down in Orlando this weekend. Um it's, hey, 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 hey. it's really cool. I'm uh, I'm Glenn, he's Aaron, he's The main event. AJ Francis, this is Jobbing Out. One third of crash fatalities in Maryland are due to impaired driving. Don't be a statistic. Be legendary. What does it mean to be legendary? It means always making a plan to choose a sober driver or be one. Never drinking, then getting behind the wheel. Making sure to get a ride for yourself and your friends if needed. Always speaking up and taking the keys from an impaired driver. Remember, sober drivers save lives. This safety message is brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation. Visit be back in here for segment number three of jobbing out glenn clark aaron oster from the baltimore sun and rolling stone and of course the main event aj francis uh you say that aj but like when you're hanging out at the sausage castle and our next guest shows up uh-huh. are you still the
1: main event well, if if I, if I remember correctly from SCW5 this past weekend, which featured a TLC match in, in the main event, I was involved in the main event. So,
0: so all right. Fair enough. <laughs> um, joining us now is a man who has carved out one of the coolest niches in all of professional wrestling. Uh, he is the definition of an entertainer, and he was hanging out in Orlando with the crew at Sausage Castle Wrestling this weekend. He's done literally everything. He's the bad boy, Joey Janella, and he joins us now here on Jobbing Out. Joey, it's so hey. good to talk to you, man. Thank you for taking the time for us.
4: Hey, thank you. No problem. I don't think I've done everything yet.
0: <laughs> well, maybe not everything, but it
2: feels like you've done everything. All the important Almost things. Everything.
4: Come on. Right. Correct.
0: Uh, all right. I mean, you have a
1: voicemail from Stone Cold Steve Austin. I mean, you've already peaked in life. Yeah,
2: yeah,
4: yeah, that's true. That's yeah. True. <laughs> I, I made it. I made it to some kind of capacity in the business.
0: It's hard to imagine it getting a lot better than that, for what it's worth. <laughs> all right, yeah. but before we get to what you were doing down in Orlando, I want to just ask this broadly because this was the first thing that came to mind when I found out we were having you on. You have carved out this place in pro wrestling where you have like almost exist on your own where you need no one where you are your own entity you do your own thing and everyone is fascinated by it did you set out to become this guy like saying hey in order for this to work for me i need to be able to take some chances and do some things other people wouldn't do or or did it just sort of happen that way as you got into this business
4: it really, it really didn't happen that way. I've been in the business now for roughly 13 years, uh, since I was a young teen. Um, it's, it was a long ride. Um, and um, with all like the knowledge I've gained all, along the way, I just kind of found my way um, in wrestling. Um, I was never the best athlete, and as the years went by, just the athletes got better in, in wrestling. So I had to find a way to kind of survive and kind of stick out um differently from everyone else.
0: Got um, s- success, by the way. Check a yeah. check mark is what we would call that. Yeah. Was there a moment for you when you were like, Was there something that you did that you said, okay? keep doing this because of a reaction that you got or the interest that you sense was there a moment where you're like okay i'm not going to be the guy that i was trying to be before i need to do more of this
4: I, I think with my character i guess i was trying to find my niche character wise uh in wrestling um i used to call myself Jumpin' joey or the zebra kid and what the fuck is a zebra kid? <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, and then one day um, I wrote a funny Facebook status and uh, my friend read Titus from Ring of Honor. I said, uh, hey, uh, look at all these these girls are all winking at me at the beach saying, who's this bad boy? And he thought it was the funniest thing. and He showed all the guys at Ring of Honor and they thought it was funny. So he started calling me the bad boy. So when we rode together everywhere, We'd go to a store, a liquor store, and he'd be like, "You know who this is? This is a bad boy." So, um, yeah, he's basically responsible for the whole deal. Wow, wow, that <laughs> Here is we amazing, are, awesome.
1: Awesome. Uh- Joey. This past weekend, as I mentioned before, you were at SCW. You were the not only the ringside commentator, but you also rang the bell from uh, for all the matches because you, you know, you're not afraid of hard work. Uh, <laughs> it, SCW, your first time there, have you ever experienced an indie show quite like
0: it? It's a perfect fit, by the way.
1: Of course. Uh,
4: just being at the Sausage Castle was wild. You know, I knew about the Sausage Castle for years, and uh, I wanted to, uh, I always wanted to go, and I didn't know how to pull that off. And uh, actually, my friend from high school, he's one of the content producers for the Sausage Castle now, and he lives there. So. This guy Crazy Mike So he said Come Who on, was in guys. the
1: main event At SCW Who, 5 this weekend
4: Yeah
0: And stole completely the show un- Honestly
4: Yeah completely untrained Crazy Mike by the way Wrestled the main event Of the Sausage Castle
0: That's pretty so, great That's pretty great
4: So it was basically I'd say Yeah It was uh, It was right up my alley <laughs> When it comes to uh, The wildness And Wildness And craziness Of uh, professional wrestling That I like
2: you know, you know. Just I, I saw your post from uh, yesterday on social media, and and it did get me thinking. It was like these past few months have had to be completely insane for you, going from all in to having that. You know, you had the also had the big show in New York. You, you get injured, yeah. but you also sell out a show in New, in LA. You sell out two more shows. WrestleMania weekend. Like, just what's this been like for you?
4: It's been crazy. I went from uh, the summer, which was just completely insane. Um, like my summer basically started off. I Won the title for uh, WWN Evolve um, in my debut match there, and they're affi- WWE affiliated, and um, that was kind of insane, and that was kind of a hint at things that come uh, for my entire summer. And then uh, we went to All In, which is the most talked about show, a uh, non WWE show in the last twenty years, um, and uh, I completely killed it there. Um, you know, with Adam Page, and and people were talking on the internet, a a whole new fan base was introduced to me, and uh, then the week after that, I went to Battle Los Angeles, went three rounds, Um, it's just uh, the biggest independent wrestling tournament of the last, since the Super 8, Um, and uh, it's basically the Super 8 of today, and um, went three rounds in that, and had great performances, and broke my right foot uh, on that show, and then the week after, I broke blew out my left knee so wait 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 (laughs) wait
1: wait 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 wait. so when you blew out your knee your foot was already broken
4: yeah from from the tournament i broke it in the first round of los angeles
1: and you hold up and so you just kept working on a broke foot
0: yep (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing i mean that might be what's responsible for my uh Blowing out
4: my left knee because I the fall <laughs> body the week after. I planted on my left foot, and there was really no, I had no strong right foot, you know, so I planted completely on my left. Um, then, you know, the rest is
0: history. Okay, the best part of that, though, was the nonchalance by which you just said, yep. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, Like, eh, you're right. I
0: mean, that's true. I, I did <laughs> do that.
2: Like, the rest <laughs> of us... is also the guy who jumps off of warehouses into flaming yep. dumpsters and stuff. That so. is true.
0: That is true, man. Joey Janela is with us here on Jobbing Out. Joe, I want to let me go back to Sausage Castle for a second because... And, and I think AJ is going to be able to speak to this, too. Um, you know, you're talking about being involved with, with Evolve and WWE's watching and... You know, you're doing all these things with some of the bigger pro wrestling companies or, or bigger pro wrestlers in the world, like all in. And then you're hanging out at the sausage castle, which is, I, I think we would say maybe not the family friendliest place in nope. the world. Are, like, is there any part of you that's like, you know, that, that you that you feel like trepidatious? That you're watching things and saying like, hey, I know I'm under a spotlight right now. I know there's a lot of people watching me. And I have to be careful, or do you say the flip side, which of course is like, "F that." This is pro wrestling. I need to do all of the craziest s I can do, and until somebody's paying me, you know, x number of dollars to tell me what I'm going to do, I'm going to do all of this type of stuff.
4: Um, you no, know, I, I kind of I, I live a life. A lot of people in the wrestling business they walk on eggshells these days. I I don't. You know, um, you know, I do watch Amen. myself to a Um, but, you know, live life, you know, to the fullest. And, uh, until someone's signing my checks and I'm signed to a contract yeah. and really at that point, I'm still going to be doing the same stuff that I do now. I'm just going to get more trouble for it.
1: (laughs) uh, (laughs) And and
4: we'll post less pictures.
1: That's (laughs) right.
4: Yeah. I don't think I was in any of the, the snap videos at the, the Wild Sausage Castle party,
0: so I think I'm clear. <laughs> That'll be between uh, uh, you and AJ. That'll be one thing that you guys can take. Mom's the word. Right, no doubt about that, man. No doubt. Yeah.
1: So you Joey, I asked you this the other, week, other uh, day, but I want to put you on the spot right now. When Joey Janela is back up and running and the bad boy, Who is actually a bad man is fully capable to work a match. Would he have the balls to step (laughs) in the ring with Sugar Bear? Oh, the scumbag of
4: scumbags! I saw. I saw you put guys in the trunk. I don't know if I (laughs) want to go in the trunk. (laughs) I don't want to. You know, trunk scare me.
1: So
2: I, thing, I found multiple, the one thing that scares right. Wrestling I with a broken foot, cool. People,
1: how many other wrestlers could say at their show this week that they put multiple people in the trunk of a car? Uh, probably not any. I'm just going <laughs> to get it. How big was this car? Uh, it was a Mercedes Benz C Class 2018 Red. Uh, I mean,
4: okay.
0: Still, probably I think not. The first victim escaped from the trunk. That's why he was <laughs> able to put multiple people in the trunk. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, that makes sense. Ah, uh, I understand better. Well,
1: technically, he didn't escape. As much as we dragged him out of the trunk to beat his ass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um,
0: well, it's a typical typical Saturday night though, at the Sausage Castle, now that I think about it, right? Like, that's the type of stuff that's normally happening there.
2: And I mean, come the on, saga- this is a guy who's won the WWN title and the CZW. He's got to uh, get the SCW title to uh, complete that circuit, right?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, the psychotic trio, is that what it's
4: called? The Triple Crown, the Grand Slam champion.
1: <laughs> the triple crown of delinquents
2: yeah <laughs> so so Joey just kind of take us through well first of all how far away do you think you are you 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 know AJ just challenged you but how far away how far are you into your rehab how far away do you think you are from getting back in the ring
4: um it's hard to tell i was behind schedule until um yesterday uh 2 days ago where uh basically I had a bad fall a couple weeks ago I tripped in my driveway and uh, I was doing good and my my knee just became inflamed and uh, I went to the doctors and they said it was still stable but from that fall the scar tissue was building up pretty bad and uh, from being um immobile and uh they said they might have to scope me again to clear that scar tissue out so I really had to step it up and uh get real painful at uh physical therapy and uh Yesterday, they bent my leg to 102 degrees, um, which is pretty wild because when I came in the other day, I was at 55. So, it was a lot of pain. Uh, I cried like a little baby. And, um, you know, I think we're back on track now. So, I don't know. It's hard to tell. Um, You know, they said eight months, maybe more. Jesus. who knows, you know, I need to get on some of those steroids.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
4: Yeah, you do. You
1: need to go to fucking Mexico or Europe and uh, get them Ryan Tannehill drugs. Isn't that what he did? He right. went to like Europe. Or yeah,
2: Europe. I think it was.
0: Andrew Luck did the same thing, right? Like, yeah, ain't no wrong with it. Yeah, right. Go get it.
4: I need that Peyton Manning
0: uh, connect. Yeah, get that. Hell yeah. Well, that, you well, just that... need to call Peyton Manning's wife. I think is is how you. Yeah, no, I'll
4: just send him to my mom. My mom. Exactly dad. right. <laughs> exactly. Which mom, is my address too.
0: Bam. You're so wait. So wait a second you're living with your mom of course is this There's no
4: better way to do it is
0: this a pete davidson like situation where you move back in with your mom or have you always been living with your mom i've always been there okay it's cheaper true rent, rock star right true rock star i love it man i love plus you're on the road so much that like jesus you know what i mean like
4: i just go home and i go to sleep and i ex-
0: just sleep all day exactly right dude Hey, um, you know, Joey, uh, look, you, Aaron referenced your post. A lot of people are talking about it this week. How difficult is it to do all this publicly? Like, how difficult is it? I don't really, like, I need you to know, I don't give an S about the details of your relationship because that's your life, man. Like, I don't care. But to deal with it, for people to be on you and to care so much about it, how tough is that? Is it, like, you're, like, you're not even getting the, the McMahon checks, right? Like, But yet, you're living in a world now, because of social media, all that stuff, where everybody's got opinions, and everybody gets... Like, how tough is that to do that so publicly, and to talk about, like, yeah, I'm dealing with an eight-month injury, and I got personal relationships, and, like, it's a whole thing, man.
4: Yeah, It's it's hard. Um, The thing is, I realize now that I'm at a point where I can't, you know, I can't really keep stuff like that a secret, you know, anymore. Because, you know, I have a lot of fans now and, uh, you know, I get tagged with a lot of stuff and uh, my my ex, she gets tagged with a lot of stuff and they, you know, these people believe that we're still together, you know, and that kind of gets, you know, you know, uh, weird. <laughs> you know, just to get closure and move on in the situation, I just kind of had to publicly uh, come out and say something because... um you know it's it's hard it's really hard um it's just uh, a weird situation now that basically wrestling tabloids are picking it up as news story
0: <laughs> you're like you're like dude it's my it's just my life like <laughs> yeah, it's just uh you know it
4: is what it is you know I'm very if you go on my twitter, you go on my social media i'm you know I'm basically always in character, but my character is kind of real life so um, but still, you know, I never really get, um, too in depth with my life with, uh, social media, you know, it's, a, it's always a joke, but, uh, I like to move on. It's just, I had to put stuff out there, you know, I have to show, people that look up to me, you know, that there's a lot of people that are going through similar situations, uh, that hit me up on a daily basis to tell me things and, uh, I feel like they can learn from, uh, you know, what's going on in my life, yeah. you know. Yeah,
0: I respect so, that, man.
4: So it is what it is, you know. I just move on and uh, just uh, keep, on, uh, keep it on and uh, hope I can get better soon.
1: Yeah. You know, I was going through uh, your Twitter earlier this week and uh, I saw that you posted videos of you, I guess when you were the zebra kid. And there's one video where you try to skin the cat and somehow end up with your leg caught in between the second and top <laughs> rope. Well, I need to know: was that a work, or did you literally get caught, like, like you wanted to break your leg?
4: I think uh, I, I fucked up my knee pretty bad from that. Uh, what happened was I, I went for the strip the cat. And I think I was just too blown up, and I wasn't going to make it anyway. So I just jumped into it and actually caught, got caught in the ropes like an idiot. <laughs> um, and i was telling the guy that got me out i said just dive over oh me gosh. just dive over me I'm just pull at my knees pull at my knee and uh yeah that's what happened uh yeah it was pretty much shoot um and uh you know but it looked funny so
1: <laughs> it looks it <laughs> Again, looks great i gotta keep simple. coming back to the, your nonchalance you got hurt kind of blows but yeah <laughs> it looks great but, but-
0: it's your utter nonchalance about this, man. <laughs> like, you're utter just like, yeah, it hurt. Like, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> right, right? Like, that's all it was. Like, I'm blown away by that. Yeah, I rarely, these days, I rarely botch
4: anything because, uh, you know, I know my strengths and I know what I'm good at, and I'm not going to attempt stuff that, you know, doesn't look good or could seriously hurt me. So, you know, every once in a while, you know when something like that happens it's funny to look back and laugh at it
1: hey. how old are you in this video
4: uh they're 20. oh young dumb like nine, nine years, years ago
0: yeah right? <laughs> right right right
2: no doubt hey uh, J- joey i gotta ask you so you know things are kind of getting crazy on the indie scene and obviously everyone's signing everywhere we might have new companies popping up who knows one of the guys who did sign uh pco with ring of honor he basically, you know, you obviously he's been going for a while, but his main part of the resurgence was when he showed up at spring break and you booked him. Did, do you kind of look at that and be like, man, I, as great as he was, I was a huge part of this guy now getting a Ring of Honor deal?
4: Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, me, and, me and DCW were a huge part of PCO, but it's not only we were a part of that, he put it in work. We just gave him the platform to have that match to uh, shoot him you know, out of the canon. Um, but this guy, he was making videos every Monday, releasing a new video. Uh, they never got boring. And he's 50 years old. And he would be on the road, and he'd be wrestling three times a week. And, uh, you know, he was putting in work, and um, he was killing it everywhere, and he deserves a big contract. And uh, um, I'm happy for him. And, and, and uh, you know we're never, we're not going to be mad at him for making money. Right. He signing a contract no. at 50 years old. Um, you know, we we had a book for spring break. We were talking about his matches and then he was signed to ring of honor and, uh, you know, we found out how much he was making and he has a child and, uh, you know, that's good. That's great for him. That's uh, awesome. At 50 years old to get signed to a deal like that. It's a pretty, uh, crazy story and, uh, you know almost like uh something out of a movie um you know kind of a fairy tale ending and uh you know he, he went from spring wrestling from spring break uh one year to exactly one year later i think
0: he'll be wrestling at madison square garden unbelievable Unbelievable, That's, man! Wow, I didn't That's even so think cool. about that part. So That's cool. amazing. All right, uh, Joe, I know we need to let you go. Let me let me wrap up with this. When you are healthy, what's the future have in store for Joey Janela? Like, obviously, spring break has just become like such the biggest thing that, that I got to imagine. It's actually hard at this point for you, like knowing you got to you know one up the last one that you put on, and everybody was in love with the last one. But obviously, there's that once you're back into a ring what's next? What do you envision for the future with Joey Janelle? know?
4: And it's hard to tell because 2019 is so wild.
0: A lot of guys are
4: signing deals in places and, uh, you know, I feel like I kind of want to stick around on the Indies and, uh, you know, I can't leave like um, that. I just feel like they're signing guys at such a rapid pace. You know, I kind of have to be there. You know, uh, and, you know, I'm a big part of finding me and GCW finding uh, the new crop of guys the Tarzan boys and of course
0: Marco who blew up here yeah
4: Yeah. Um, so you know I feel like I I, we have an eye for talent and also you know I you know I have something going and you know a lot of people say I'm one of the last legitimate draws on the Indies so it'd be hard for me to leave right when I come back from uh, knee injury you know uh, I have to stick around, so if someone wants to sign me to a deal or whatnot. You know, I gotta stick around, and uh, you know, I can't. I can't be. Uh, I don't think WWE's in my near future. So, and that's my choice.
0: I like that. I like that. All right, it's at Janella Baby on Twitter, of course. At the Bad Boy Joey Janella on Instagram. What else can we plug for you, really quick?
4: Uh, spring Break is. Double sold out. We had to add a second show. um, Sold out. People are going wild, still trying to find these tickets. Um, It's crazy. They're gone. (laughs) You know, no one can find tickets at all.
0: I mean, dude, how cool is that? Like, seriously. Like, you've got to... There's got to be a part of you that's like, holy shit, this is really happening.
4: (laughs) Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It was wild. Because last year we had a huge venue, and we sold uh, the most tickets uh, for an indie show that weekend.
0: That's um, amazing.
4: And this year, with New York City, there's a lot of laws in New York City that prevented us from getting a big money um, without spending a load of money. Um, and uh, we just decided they were doing GDW was doing the collective in Jersey, is collective of independent wrestling. Um, and uh, we said, you know what, let's just roll the dice and see what happens and just, you know, sell out the show here and then, Thankfully, we did, because NXT, you know, they changed their date to that Friday night, same time as my first friend's show. And then we decided to add a second show, and that's held on four minutes as well. So, um, you can catch that on Fight TV. Um, and we're going to trend. I'm going to trend number one against NXT. I'm telling you that right now.
0: Wow. Wow. I like it. I, I like it. I believe you will. I believe Love you it. will.
4: I trended number one. I trended number one. Uh, the last two spring breaks, I traded number one with uh, Lost in New York, L.A. Confidential. And I'm telling you right now, at some point um, during that NXT show, I will spring break will spread over NXT. Oh, wow. you saying that, but I, I, I know 100% that uh, that's a goal that's very attainable, especially with the card we're going to put
0: on, the surprises we're going to have. Well we sure as hell don't doubt you I know that much we're, We've been, we know, it's incredible We can't wait man Joey Janella, really a pleasure Thank you for taking the time for us dude And we'd love to do it again down the road well, Thank
4: you guys, appreciate
0: it Oh it was great Thank you to Joey Janella for joining us He kicks ass And um, it, was, it was really a bummer this week like, I mean, we, I knew we were having him on And then I saw that post and I was like Oh man, like, it's been a tough stretch for Joey But uh, dude he's Joey fucking Janela Like he's gonna be fine He's going to be all right, and he's going to continue kicking ass, and uh, you just know that's true. So with that in mind, AJ, Mm -hmm. y'all had quite, quite the weekend. Yes. Tell me about it.
1: Fantastic weekend. SCW, uh, the hottest new indie promotion in the world. Uh, We had uh, Joey Janela doing commentary. Like I mentioned before, um, we had uh, a TLC match in the main event, which featured Crazy Mike, who literally jumped uh, 20 feet off of the side of the building onto Trailer Park Chuck through a, the, a table. A table. Um, we had The Row come out and dismantle Action Lewis, only uh, to have Action Lewis come back out later. It was just a fantastic show. We had a great party afterwards that's the that's the cool thing about scw that no other indie promotion offers is that if you come to an scw show
0: you're gonna get all, pregnant
1: all well yes but also <laughs> also all the indie wrestlers that you love that you want to see or the the characters even if it's sugar bear even if it's trailer park Chuck, no matter what do you mean
0: even if it's sugar bear that's the only one that i'd be there to see Well, I I mean, to see him lose,
2: I'm the biggest scumbag ever. Well, again, you're like Ric Flair. We want to see you
1: get your ass kicked. That's true. They definitely want to see me get my ass kicked at Sasha Castle. That's definitely true. Um, But like afterwards, you get to party with all of them and high bitches and other random drunk people that are just as crazy about what happened tonight as you are. So it it offers a Um, A vibe that nobody else does and it's still only like 30 bucks a month and you get to come to not only the show but then the after parties as well.
0: I mean, that sounds pretty good to me. That sounds... uh, Like, if
1: you would have been at SCW5 this weekend, you would have partied with me and Joey Janella after the show for hours on end until the wee hours of the morning.
0: That... uh, uh, Boy, I've spent way worse Saturday nights. Like, (laughs) Jesus... That doesn't sound bad at all. Um, Speaking of which, I am... Not to uh, mention there was like 20 strippers at the party that were all dancing. Well, I wouldn't notice them. I'm more of a wrestling guy myself. Um, I I am uh, hoping that uh, there's a certain show coming up that I actually... I actually have done a little work on it. I was a little bit nervous just because I feel like flights everywhere are more expensive Super Bowl weekend. Mm -hmm. But I think it's not impossible that that might be a trip that my wife and I... And, I, by the way, I did also warn my wife about uh, SCW. She's yep. cool because my wife's cool. Um, I kids d- can't come, though. Got to find no, some no, kid, kids. but the kids won't come on the trip at all if we do this. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I, thought, I thought this was going to yeah, be a Disney kids, World trip. If, no, no, no. This would be my wife and I getting away for a little bit because they're screaming assholes. And every time someone tells me about how well-behaved my kids are, I want to murder them. Um, <laughs> there's nothing – like, my kids are so well-behaved for, like, Santa Claus, Right. Like, they're, they're so well-behaved, like, typically when we're out in groups that, like, I, I get all these, like, oh, my God, your kids are so well-behaved. And I'm like, you, you dick, <laughs> you have these menaces that will not let me sleep, that will not let me function as an effing human being. I love them to death, um, but I get so sick and tired of it. So, yeah, that w- this will be a week in which we say somebody else's problem for a few days and we disappear for a bit to go hang out with strippers and AJ, like, which is, I think what most responsible parents do. I think that's, sounds like a good time. To do. Right? Mm-hmm. It sounds like a good time as well. Um, I, look, it's such a cool thing. I, you know, I brought this question up with Joey and I, I want to ask you the same thing because it was something I thought about. Do you worry at all? Like as somebody who's trying to crack into the wrestling business, are you worried about perception in any way?
1: No, I don't because I think that I've just got it. I think that I'm the fucking man. I think that, I am like one of I, I, I. I'm saying this now on our show, and next week is the jobbies. And by this time next year, we can have a jobbies review of my statement that I'm saying now. I think that I'm about to take the wrestling world by storm.
2: And either you you're so good, doesn't matter. You, you can shoot a guy in the middle of the street, and they'll well, WWE will still come calling for well, you. Well, he can no, be the I president. Obviously, I need,
1: I, I, here's the thing: I don't think I already have a WWE tryout guaranteed. Right, and I also don't think that I need WWE.
0: Right. No, I understand what you're saying, right? Like, I completely get that you could keep. I think this is the cool part about what guys like Joey Janela are doing and guys like, um, you know, I Cody it, in the
2: box and never Well, again.
0: yeah, but, like, in a way, I, I don't want to take anything away from Cody, but do you think Cody would be this if he had never been in WWE? No. I
2: don't the think. The
1: Rhodes name helps. I, it helps, but I, I don't, don't, don't think he would. But here's the thing, though I, I don't have to be Cody Rhodes coming from WWE to be the thing because I'm coming with my own following a right B uh Cody Rhodes already died for my sins like
0: yeah there is that like yeah yeah. like Kiki
1: did in Narcos uh Mexico you know what
0: I'm saying um I here's what I would say I think guys that are doing things what we're talking about with Joey and I'll I'll throw like you know who's a guy that I don't think is ever going to end up in the WWE likely Joey Ryan Right? Yeah. He's a star. He's a fucking star. But I think he realizes what he does will never play in the WWE. And he's cool with that. And so he embraces what he's doing now, is making good money doing it, has a great career, and is a star. Whenever Joey Ryan shows up somewhere, he's a fucking star. It might not be for crowds of 20,000, but, you know, every now and then it is, like, all in. Um but he's a star when he shows up in one of those places.
1: That that's that's very interesting that you mentioned that, Glenn. Oh, is it? Because uh as of right now, at the we we are sending him his deposit today and at the January 20th Martin Luther King Day weekend show of SCW at the Sausage Castle, you will see one Joey fucking Ryan.
2: What? Hmm. What? That, that's interesting. I may be down in Florida for that what? show. What? This all smells
0: like a setup. This all smells like a setup. It's because it's totally a setup. I knew about that. Um <laughs> uh, that dude, that's incredible. And that's and, by the way, and I and I bring the, it's still organic what I'm saying, which is I think it's awesome, and I think your attitude, AJ, is so cool. Because it's the attitude of you know what? I don't I don't need WWE. And it's easier for, you know, Joey Ryan to say that or Joey Janela to say it because they're already farther down the path, right? But to, to look at the, the, the landscape of pro wrestling and be able to say, I can do what I want to do. Um, I can be an athlete, an artist, the whole deal, and not have to think, what are the six things I need to do to get me on the path to WWE the quickest is awesome. Like, that's an awesome statement about the business right now. That you can think along those lines, and yeah, so... and
1: and that's why I really like Cody Rhodes died for my sake. Yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, that is a real thing that yeah, happened. That's and dope. now I can come out and meet Joey Janela, and hopefully he'll be at the. I already told him. I was like, bro, I'm not asking you to put me on spring break, but what I am saying is, if you come to the show on uh, on Martin Luther King Day or the show on uh, or the show on uh, Super Bowl weekend. You're gonna say, "Okay, I can definitely find a spot for this guy." On you
2: you can be in the clusterfuck. Yeah, right.
0: Exactly. That's a great point. That's a great point, man. Well, that's dope, dude. So Joey Ryan, again, give everybody the details of what's coming up.
1: All right. So Joey Ryan will be at the Sausage Castle on January twentieth for SCW Six. I'm I'm kind of trying to come up with a catchy name like December to (laughs) Dismember. But right now, all I have going for me is SCW matters because it's, you know, Martin Luther King.
0: Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. Um, And we do.
1: And it's pretty apropos because we have Joey Ryan coming, which proves that SCW does, in
0: fact, matter. Yeah, shit. If Joey Ryan's showing up, hell yeah. No doubt about that, man. That's amazing. And And
1: the cool thing is... uh, as AJ Francis, I am a huge Joy Ryan fan. But as Sugar Bear, oh, oh, you got, you I got. Do not, I, I don't approve of this outside guy who thinks it's funny to whale his dick around like a helicopter in the mirror. To think that he can come to my yard and decide that he's going to be the biggest star in the room. Well, that spot, see, there's only spot for one star atop the Christmas tree, and you're listening to him.
2: Well, Sugar Bear's an asshole if he doesn't like Joey Ryan.
0: Um, Sugar Bear is an asshole. Well, okay,
2: that might be true.
0: That might be true.
2: Uh,
0: dude, that's amazing. And you guys have another show as well, right? Yes, and then we. Um,
1: it, the cool thing about, like I said about SCW, is that like it's a monthly membership of thirty dollars. It's a dollar a day, and you get to come to the wrestling shows for free and the after parties for free. We have the show, like I said, on January 20th featuring Joey Ryan. And then we have a show for Super Bowl weekend, which is what Mike Busey likes to call Members Weekend. And at the Members Weekend, it's a weekend full of events. Um, one of the matches at the Members Weekend show for uh, the wrestling ma- the wrestling show that Saturday night, which I think would be February 2nd. Uh, is going to be a NFL versus SCW Battle royal.
0: Holy shit.
1: And a bunch of my friends, because that same weekend, which you will also be able to take part in if you are there for the weekend and you are a member of uh, you can sign up at MikeBusey.com slash SCW. You can play in the uh, flag football tournament that is going to be going on the, the afternoon before the Super Bowl, which is that Sunday, right? And each team in the flag football tournament or it'll either be flag or two and touch, whatever we do, each team in that tournament will be captained by an NFL player.
0: Oh,
2: that's awesome. That's awesome, man. That's a certain Savage be there that Glenn doesn't know? Uh no.
1: No, he won't be there. But uh I mean we got some some really good people coming. Like Terence Faday from the Miami Dolphins is coming. Sam Brenner, who won a Super Bowl with the Denver Broncos, is coming. Um, Jordan Williams, who played for the Dolphins and the Giants, is coming. Um, we got a whole bunch of different guys that are that are going to be there. Like it's going to be a good time. You're going to get to hang out with. Beautiful ladies, mm. lots of drinks, mm. NFL players, mm. see a dope wrestling show, that's- and it literally is going to cost you thirty dollars.
0: That sounds really tough, man. I just don't know if that's what I'm into. I got to be honest with you. I think maybe a nice classical music weekend, and uh... no, are you fucking kidding? That sounds incredible. That sounds Glenn, incredible. Glenn would rather go to EPCOT. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I'll pass. Um, but no, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. That's really cool. And it, obviously, you guys are killing it, and it's dope to see that um you know what Steven, even though neither one of you have watched the show yet this week. I, you sent it to me at 139 in the morning i know i know i know you I know. I know this i do a morning show like i don't have a lot of time between those two in order to be able to i'm going to check it out though i can't wait to see it and we will do i told you we can talk more uh at when you guys do shows my, we'll talk my
1: plan to- is i want you both to watch it yeah and then let's talk about it next week on the show so that because me saying something sounds dope that I'm directly involved right. With, correct. Yes.
0: There's a little. There's know, the level of self servitude. Yeah, I hear you. But
1: as an unbiased wrestling fan, I'm telling you, SCW was an amazing show this past yeah. weekend. Like people who don't like a lot of people. That's the thing because of the whole Mike Busey experience. There's a lot of people that at the wrestling show that aren't into wrestling at all, and yet after the show, when we were in the party afterwards, so many people that came up to me were like, "Man, I don't even watch wrestling, but that was great."
0: That's cool, man. That's really cool. That's high praise. That's really high praise, dude. That's cool. Um, before we get to the plugs, uh, by the way, uh, real quick, I, uh, shout out to your boy Earl Mitchell, who wore the Connor's Cure cleats this uh, weekend. Oh, yes, he did. Weekend. And guess
1: what? Earl Mitchell will also be at the. Oh, no shit. Oh.
0: That makes Super Bowl dope. party that's show. That's dope. That's dope. Very cool.
1: And guess who? And he, we're in, currently in talks to get Kittle there as well.
0: Well, that guy, holy oh, hell, is a superstar. Jesus Christ, man. And, uh, and, and he's a huge was, – was he the one that said in the press conference on Sunday, you, ha- you guys yep. got to make this quick because
2: yes. I got to get to TLC? He, he also, after every first down, does the Sarah Mieto sign. That's awesome, man. That is awesome. Very cool.
1: Yeah, it's amazing, and we're trying to get him there as well. It's going – I'm telling you, man, this is also why I'm not really pressed on the whole – like, I, I would love – don't get me wrong. If WWE tried to sign me tomorrow and the money was right, I'd probably sign I'm not lying. I would definitely sign. I hear you. Okay, but dude, this what I have going right now with SCW is just like it's something that I could have never imagined six months ago. Like, and now it's to the point where, like, if I get signed by WWE in July or even in just in 2019 in general, I kind of would be. I don't know. Like, I feel like I'd be leaving SCW right at the time when it's about to be like. I fully expect that Fest Wrestling and SCW to run Florida for the next
0: few years. Dude, it's cool. That's cool, man. That's really, really cool. All right, uh, Aaron, do you want to say something really quickly about the Ring of Honor news this week?
2: Yeah, I mean, Ring of Honor, of course, they had final battle, and the matches, for the most part, went uh, the way people expected. Kelly Klein did end up winning the uh, Women of Honor title. By the way, uh,
0: sincerest apologies. Kelly Klein wanted to join us this week, but, uh, you know, with everything going on with Brandon this week, it it just didn't work out for me to be able to be in studio, so... um, you know if we could still do it next week that would be awesome but we totally understand she's very busy she is coming of course to uh, perry hall high school next weekend for the mcw show so shout out to kelly klein that's not on her that's on us well, on yeah. me really frankly it's, it's on you it's on brandon for getting cancer what a jerk yeah. uh- <laughs>
1: oh my god i thought sugar bear was
0: oh uh, no he'll actually love, he'll love that he'll love that when he hears it um so yeah hopefully we'll be able to make it work kelly klein hopefully.
1: yeah absolutely um and but because i yeah. i also by the way since scw5 to brandon
2: oh did you really (laughs)
0: nice
2: and
1: anybody listening to this now who's who's a jobber um if you would like to watch scw5 because of uh um i don't have all the shows edited yet i just really knew i needed to get this show edited um I don't have the first four edited yet. I have the first one edited. I have the fifth one edited. I have the fourth one edited, but I need to do two and three still. Once I have about 10 episodes, which in the five shows, the first show was really long, so I have about six episodes. Once I have about 10 episodes, I'm going to start we're gonna like debut them like episodes on YouTube and stuff. But until then, I do have the links for the ones that are up now. Okay. So anybody who's interested, contact me and I will DM you the link to SCW Five.
0: By the way, I did. I'm thinking humorously of Brandon watching SCW in that hospital bed, only because this is not a joke. When at at one point during the Natalia match on Sunday night. Um, right. somebody I think either she calls Ruby Riot or Ruby Riot calls her they said like you bitch and slaps her right do you guys remember yeah. that part of the match yeah yeah i think so yeah so we're watching it i want to say on monday and we're sitting there watching the on uh, monday afternoon and i think he'll be he'll be fine with me telling the story the the hospital chaplain walks into the room <laughs> just like walks in right at the moment where you he's here slap and you bitch that's awesome. <laughs> and the guy is like, hi, I'm Gary. <laughs> and, and then great. he
2: sat and walked with, with you for a no while, right? it, was,
0: it was amazing. It was a really – by the way, that story is incredible. I'll, tell, well, I'll have Brandon tell that story one day. The whole interaction with the hospital chaplain is amazing. He's going to write a book about all the interactions that he's had in this week. But um, it was a really hilarious moment uh, because of uh, watching wrestling on Sunday. All right, Aaron, quickly, the Ring of Honor thing.
2: All right, quick, quickly. Um, so going down, all the elite guys lost. And then on Saturday, the elite – Did have kind of a farewell segment, so it does seem like Cody the Bucks, uh, Hangman Page, all gone. You also, it seems like SCU is, at least for now, gone, as they had a goodbye segment. That's Daniels, Kazarian, and Scorpio Sky. And they're all booked for Defy in January, which they could not do under a Ring of Honor contract. Hmm. Hmm. So they're gone as well.
0: So you're suggesting there might be another landing
2: place? Well, A, I'm suggesting that that eventually down the road there may be another landing place, Uh but... Um, there was also an interesting thing on Saturday, and Ring of Honor posted the full video of this, so I'm not, you know, spoiling anything here. Um, The one elite guy that was left, who still left, was Marty Skrull. And Marty Skrull came out, confronted the kingdom. And the kingdom, of course, rightfully pointed out, he has no friends left. Until the lights went out, and Brody King and PCO showed up. So we have the greatest stable ever in Ring it's of Honor good. right that now is with good. Marty Skrull, PCO, and Brody King. Yeah, those guys are great. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, Plus, Ring of Honor also, uh, in the past few days, has signed Bandito and Mark Haskins. So, Ring of Honor is getting very serious about signing guys, whether it's just because they need to replace guys from the elite. Or oh, because Ring of Honor, need... you say, huh? What, what's that? He's suggesting himself, dummy. Them? Oh, 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 I see. He, he's, they're looking for people. Yes, of course. Oh, my God. That would... I, I, I... Uh. He could have been going a number of ways.
0: No, no, he couldn't have been. <laughs>
2: Anyway, so yeah, so Ring of Honor signing a bunch of guys. Uh, It's going to be interesting to see exactly who they sign. I did not expect Bandito to show up, and you expect with Bandito, Flamita might not be far behind. They're getting as many people as they can for that Madison Square Garden show. Uh, It'll be an interesting thing to watch over the next few weeks, few months for Ring of Honor.
0: Um, Look, I'm with you, and I, I think they're doing a good job of... Of control, I think the the bigger thing is what to make of the other company, right? Like, what to make of the? How does this impact Ring of Honor if the elite, whatever we're calling it, um, is is coming quickly, right? Like, what's the impact for them on Ring of Honor? Because as I talked about, I think it's possible, given the money that Shah Khan has, that that company could become number two in a short amount of time. Where right. does that leave Ring of Honor? Right. Like, where does that leave them in the pecking order? And, and what are they able to do at that point? So we will find out. All right. Uh, let's get the plugs in. AJ, we'll start with you.
1: Uh, yeah, you can follow me on all social media at AJ Francis 410. That's Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, whatever. Um, and uh, like I said, we got big SCW shows coming up. So go to Mike slash SCW. And sign up, and you'll be able to see Joey Ryan in the flesh at the Sausage Castle and party with him afterwards um, for a dollar a day.
0: That's awesome.
1: Um, I mean, you could you could spend that money supporting a hungry child in Africa, or you could enjoy your life and go to uh, wow. the Sausage Castle. Yeah, I'm a heel, bro. I'm, Hi, I'm with
0: you. I'm with you. That's dope. That's dope. Uh, uh,
1: and, uh, yeah, like I said, just follow me on all social media at ajfrancis 410 and uh you'll see all
0: my stuff all right very good uh go ahead aaron go run through the whole deal uh
2: i am on twitter at the a oster you can follow the show on twitter at jobbing out show you can email us jobbing out show at gmail.com look out for stuff in baltimore sun with wwe coming through next week i may be uh getting an interview there so just kind of keep your eyes you make up for sure it. you get us some tickets while you're at it uh, I, I might be trying for that. I wasn't going to advertise that fact, but <clears throat> might happen. Well, it'd be nice to know while I'm
0: trying to burn the midnight oil finding some tickets. Just, you know... Uh-huh.
2: Maybe maybe give me the old up dog, right? The old what's all right. up dog. Right. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this off the air. Ah, for fuck's sake.
0: All right. <laughs> uh, I'm at Glenn Clark Radio, glennclarkradio.com as well. Hey, uh, pick up the uh, double issue of Press Box. It's on newsstands now. Our best of Baltimore sports issue for 2018. Thanks to everybody who donated to our coat drive. Had an unbelievably I mean, I've, I cannot believe how many coats we had for the helping up mission. Thank you to all of you and um have a merry christmas man have
2: a uh, have a great we will see you hey, next of
1: you guys work the basketball game on the 22nd now that we're all charitable
2: jesus what day is the 22nd that's saturday yeah. i will what not time, be what time able is it, it unfortunately what time is it five um, it's at five right five i think the game's 5
0: as long as i gotta be able to leave in time to be back for the ravens game at eight twenty. as long as i can do that
1: yes. yeah no you just gotta be there you gotta be there an hour and a half before yes tip-off.
0: yes if if you need me, I can't stay for the game, but I can. if you need me, I yes. can come down and do uh, the collection before the game.
1: That's exactly what I need you to do. Right. Thank you.
0: Very good. Done. You got it. I'm there. All right. Uh, excellent. Uh, for uh, Aaron Oster. Oh, by the way, thanks again to Jimmy Cordero and to Joey Janela for Aaron Oster and for?
1: The main event. 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 Event.
0: I mean, I know it's Thank you. I bet there's one more, too, by the way. This is the part where I say something silly about Noel Foley and the pizza. And there we go. AJ Francis. Oh, by the way, does that mean people should be bringing out canned goods to the game on Saturday? God damn it. Yes. (laughs) Bring canned goods to the Maryland game on Saturday. Bring
1: them canned goods. Yeah, right. For them homeless kids at at Sarah's house. They love it every time we come and drop them off.
0: Awesome. I'm Glenn. This has been Jobbing Out.
4: Jumping